Hello and welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I'm your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach, Care It Out, and your caring sleep supporter. I really hope you'll join me on my mission to get small to settle night's sleep without the tears, training, or techniques. I love talking about sleep and I can't wait to share my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Care Out Sleep Show. You are listening to your host, Kerry Secker. Whether this is the first time picking up this podcast or you are a seasoned sleep stalker, I really hope, as always, you find this podcast useful, in reassuring and informative. Today, I am going to be talking to Mona Awad from Helping Hands Postnatal Doula, and we're going to be talking all about supporting new parents in the fourth trimester, which if you've listened to me before, you know that I am super passionate about doing so. Hi, Mona. How are you? Hi, Kerry. I'm very well. Thank you. Um, thank you for inviting me today. No, thank you so very much. I'm just for um, going so everybody knows it was a very very last minute we've put it all together but I'm really really I'm so happy you said yes Mona and so happy to be recording um, this episode with you. I'm honoured to be here today and to be speaking to you I'm really grateful for the opportunity thank you. No, amazing. Just like we've been chatting now before we hit record, we always have a little pre-chat. But just like you, I'm so passionate about honouring the fourth trimester and supporting new parents through it. So tell us a little bit about you, your business, um, about being a postnatal doula. So um, I'm a postnatal doula. um, I'm based in East London, Walthamstow. Um, I'm quite new to the field. Um, I've just recently certified as a postnatal doula. And um, I'm so excited to get started. Um, It's been so, so interesting so far. And you never stop learning as a postnatal doula. Mm -hmm. There's just so much out there. Um, And I just love engaging with parents and, you know, finding out, you know, how they're doing, how they're feeling and, in, you know, ways that we can support parents. Um, yeah, I think it's very important that, you know, parents have support during the fourth trimester. So I'm hoping to empower families and hopefully see the postnatal period transform. Mm, me too. I, we were just talking about this before, yeah. weren't we, Mona, how we never, ever stop learning. It's, it's especially parenting, but life is a constant learning curve especially parenting and we can all learn from each other and I just I think it's that empowering parents I think so much and we're going to get into it but so much of the prenatal support or is all geared up to the birth hypnobirthing however you're birthing like what packing your hospital bag all of those things which are really helpful we definitely need those but I, I honestly feel that where the support is needed postnatally, there isn't much there. So when parents really need that support, it's it, that there aren't that many classes or places that you can reach out for support. So I think anything postnatal, especially um, a service, yourselves, doulas, supporters, sleep consultants that are honouring the fourth trimester, I think it's so important. Absolutely. I think this is where... Um, you know, parents just find that, you know, the fourth trimester is 
such an important time. I think the attitude is starting to change slowly. Yeah. And I do believe that, you know, the fourth trimester shouldn't be an afterthought. Parents, you know, should consider, you know, what are we going to do when the baby comes? Um, how are we going to have support? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's kind of fine tuning what works for you. Um, because we plan, as you said earlier on, we plan when we <laughs> parents find out they're pregnant. It's antenatal classes, it's parenting books, they're booking themselves onto hypnobirthing courses. But we don't really sit down and consider, oh, actually, what are we going to do when the baby comes? You know, we're all excited about picking baby clothes or color schemes for nurseries. But, you know, when you have the baby and it's here, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, <laughs> um, is my baby feeding okay? Is my baby sleeping okay? You know, you have all these concerns as a parent, especially if you're a first time parent. And it's, you know, it's it's not easy. You know, let's face it, being a parent is tough. And mm -hmm. having that support is, you know, is just fundamental. It, they say, you know, there's, you know, saying it takes a village to raise a child, and it really does. Yeah. It's hard work, it's demanding. And I think parents should, you know, start thinking about the postnatal period more and saying okay we're going to budget the postnatal period let's set some money aside and look to hire support whether it's a postnatal doula or someone that can come in and just give you that peace of mind and ease you into transition into parenting yeah. because it's you know babies don't come with a manual you know you don't know you only feel you've only got to be feeling kind of guided by your baby yeah there's um you know there's a lot to consider and postnatal doulas are, are great for that you know, we we come in and we are an extra pair of hands and we support the mother the parents um both with feeding you know the mother might be, you know might feel a little sleep deprived in the beginning and that's where we say no nope, off to bed get your rest and do and postnatal doulas mother the mother essentially making sure that she's nourished she's hydrated um she's got an extra shoulder to cry on if she needs that empathy needs you know support um she may have lots of concerns and the doula acts as a listening ear so it's all kind of you know sharing her you know her stories and you know listening to parents air their concerns because you know there may be they may have a lot of questions that you know needs answering and needs seeing to and uh, this is where postnatal doulas have their expertise and they've had training to, yeah. you know, to listen to mothers to we guide I don't like to say we give them advice because no one should be told how to parent and mm -hmm. that's what postnatal doulas are there to do they're there to guide you and support you and offer empathy and to just you know nurture you and nourish you and um, I can I can tell you, you know, from my postnatal experience, I didn't really consider having a postnatal doula. So this is what's led me on to this journey is kind of realizing that, yeah, it's fun being, you know, an expectant parent. And then when the baby comes, you realize it is a lonely place. It's tough. Yeah. And your parent, your partners are not always going to be there you know, to lend a helping hand because they've got work, someone's got to be the breadwinner. 
and it's it's a really really tough situation and most families don't have you know extensive support from other families where they may have moved to London and they're not you know initially from London themselves so I think having a network of support is is so important and this is where postnatal doulas come in and just shape up the whole scene of the fourth trimester and how it should feel and how it should look like yeah it's so important so many families I speak to families day in day out here that aren't parenting near their families like when I many moons ago when I was growing up my my mum had both her her mother um a 15 minute walk away and her mother-in-law 15 minute walk away and loads of aunts and uncles and I'm not saying I'm not a fan of blanket approaches I'm not saying that nobody's parenting near families now but but lots of us we're raising families or lots of you raising families away from our families and they're the ones that give that support and I'm not saying again friends and partners you know your 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 family as I like to call it can't help but there is nothing like your family is it that is there's nothing like your family for that support is there yeah I mean totally I mean the more support you have during the fourth trimester the better there's no such thing as too much support I mean mums may have twins you know there's some mothers that may have triplets you know and that takes an army so it's yeah support you know whether it's um family friends coming over providing food um you know just letting you have that wind down time and resting because your body's been through so much nine months of pregnancy and birth um and you know you may not have had a positive birth experience and uh, you just you know you need that rest you need to kind of nourish yourself as well it's it's a huge upkeep and you know you've just got to you know feel well so that you know you can look after yourself and look after your babies yeah no I totally agree and I love that you said it takes an army not a village I've upscaled there it and also what you're saying about the manual I'm always blathering on about how babies don't come with a manual it's really easy wouldn't it if they were all the same they were born with their manual and we just followed that but I do like to say that um babies are the manual all we need to know is looking at them and be guided by them it's just really hard to do that because there's so much noise now isn't there yeah absolutely it's it's slowly changing yes and um yeah got you know this is the time where fourth trimester is is really really crucial yeah Um, no I totally agree I think before we get cracking we've got lots that we want to share I think it might be worth just briefly going through what is the fourth trimester just in case I'm sure it isn't but just in case somebody isn't quite sure what the fourth trimester is I think just going through that maybe from your perspective and then my perspective as well uh-huh sure you want to go first yeah sure so fourth trimester is all about the mother and baby um bonding with your baby um you know sleeping feeding nourishing yourself um healing yourself um, it's a time of you know the anxiety fears uncertainty especially if you're a new parent 
and you're trying to figure all this out you know it's my baby doing the right things and my following the baby's cues and the fourth trimester is all about you know learning and bonding with your baby and also learning to to take care of yourself and rest in some traditions and cultures fourth trimester is all about honoring that time and by doing that mothers will you know rest as much as they can eat as well as they can I know it's not always easy but um it's all about taking it easy and taking time out for you for yourself and and bonding with that baby because what you've been through is a big ordeal yeah no I completely agree and I don't think I have much to so I thought you were going to say something else and that's why I did that really awkward pause um <laughs> but for, for me the fourth trimester is I think you've summarized it beautifully I don't have much to add to that but from a sleep perspective the first three months is of your baby's life is where they still very much feel like they're in the womb and going from womb to world well womb versus world it's such it's a massive transition and it's a really big difference in the womb that was the perfect environment their needs were catered to them were catered to them all the time constantly constant temperature the best temperature for them they were fed when they wanted to they moved when they wanted to they slept when they wanted to it was noise it was warm it's just the perfect environment for growing a baby and then when they're out world life is completely different it's often loud bright they're not in in fluid anymore they've got clothes on quite often we're trying to get them into a routine into a bedtime routine a sleep routine get them on a nap schedule all of these will come through and talk about these later i'm sure um and it's world womb life is very very different from world life and it's about um I always like to say paying them womb service during the first three months (laughs) that literally anything goes for womb service keeping your as you said the I don't believe in bad habits or a rod for your own back or um making mistakes with sleep at any age I just don't believe in it but especially in the fourth trimester the fourth trimester from a sleep perspective it's all about getting feeding established however you are feeding your baby making sure they're they're gaining weight they're doing well feeding is established bonding getting to um, bond with your baby getting to know each other I think that's really really important and then also mothering the mother getting to know each other and and also enjoying that first three months as well I think is important too the time for celebration you might not be feeling up to celebration it's really important I think to to mark that a momentous occasion absolutely and there's no such thing as spoiling your baby the fourth trimester is all about as you say, bonding, you know, and just taking time out to understand and learn about your baby. That yeah. your baby needs a lot of love, a lot of nurturing. So, you know, mothers should do whatever they feel is right for them and their baby. And if it means you want to wear your baby all the time, you want to keep your baby in a sling, you want to keep your baby on you, you know, it's do what works for you because the fourth trimester is such a special time and babies grow so fast yeah they just they're not babies anymore and you you know you find that you won't be able to do that and it's so important to give that skin to skin increase that oxytocin flow and to you know to just enjoy 
you know, yeah. trimester as opposed to, you know, I shouldn't do this and do that because yeah. society tells us not to. It's, yeah. you know, it's too much pressure too soon. And I think we, you know, mothers, parents will you know, start to understand that, you know, it's all about doing what works for you and the family. And yeah. Baby needs lots of loves and cuddles. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I just think there's so much pressure. Like, I completely agree. You can't see me, but I'm air pumping here. Like, air, like I'm just, I just couldn't agree more. But there's so much pressure on worrying about whether you're going to spoil a baby. And babies, it's impossible to spoil them at any age, but let alone the first three months. And the other thing is that there's so much expect. I think there's a big expectation that all babies are going to be born with the same personality, the same temperament, and they're going to be these little baby bedbots that all do the same thing. They feed at the same time. They go to the toilet. They need a nappy change at the same time. They're going to sleep at the same time, nap at the same time. And yes, that can happen, but it's incredibly rare. So it really, it's so important to get to know your baby and bond in that first three months absolutely not yeah, the time it, to be worrying about bad habits spoiling them and I'm always saying this babies are not made of cheese we cannot spoil them love doesn't spoil them I get very passionate about this I want to shout it love doesn't spoil them if they cry which is completely this is care it out so there's no control crying leaving them to cry but babies cry we can't stop that it's their only way of communicating especially in the first three months they want to communicate a lot they want lots of connection with you and it's all it makes me sad I've got a post coming out next week for the fourth trimester week um, and it makes me sad that I even have to say this but it's always okay to respond to your baby when they cry at any age age or stage to be honest but especially in the fourth trimester it doesn't spoil them you're not going to ruin your baby you're not going to set up bad habits no, not at all. I completely agree. I'm a mother of two myself and uh, I, I've just, you know, been on this parenting journey where I've realised that I can't spoil my kids. I can't give them too much love or too much attention. They still yeah. need it now, you know, considering yeah. the ages that they're, they're at. So I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old and um, they, they demand your attention. They demand your love and your, yeah. you know, you're them you're the mother so it's it's all about you know responding to their needs and yeah. taking care of, of what what it is that they need yeah I love this I really love this moment and I think as there's so much pressure to get your bet as society is so not I don't want to use the word concern because I don't think that's a word I'm going for but so caught up in that babies you mustn't let your baby become too dependent on you you've got to get them independent as soon as possible mm. but babies are demanding because they, they it comes back to they're dependent on you for yeah. everything security food survival survival I think that's a great way of looking at it for everything for survival and it's it, it's it is so hard because there's so much as I said before it's so noisy so much you'll spoil a baby don't make rods for your own back don't help them to sleep all of those things but that independence you can't teach them your baby to be independent and mm. holding them close doesn't make them any more any more doesn't make them clingy which I think is really I hear that a lot if I go to my baby when they cry they're always going to they'll become clingy they'll always expect that I'll that I'll go 
which is the whole point of care it out to be honest but it's about knowing that those things will come sleep will come in time and you're getting to know your baby and bonding with them comes in time as well but try it's so hard but try not to worry too much about getting that in getting them independent because yeah. that will come but first they've got to be dependent on you I always say they've got to be dependent in order to become independent absolutely and it, there's no such thing as you say spoiling your baby you babies are vulnerable and that's the only way they communicate they're hungry they want to be held they need a nappy change it's just answering their cues I mean to say that you're gonna you know spoil your baby or you're gonna put a rod through your back at so early on is just it's it's a bit harsh you've got to just go with the flow and you know everything is short-lived a baby will eventually start to sleep better they'll start to become more independent and they'll you know they will start to kind of you'll you'll understand their cues better and I think there isn't there's no such thing as spoiling your baby it's doing giving them all the nurturing and all the love that you can because it's so, so early on, it's the fourth trimester and it's all about survival and feeding your child and bonding with your baby and, you know, giving them that, that closeness, that love. Mm. No, I completely, I completely, I completely agree. Mm. So we now know what the fourth trimester is and, um, what that can look like I know it looks different for every it looks different for every family but how can we support new parents or how can we if new parents are listening how can we support how can they support themselves in the first three months so in the first three months um my advice would be um to make sure that they have a support network whether they have um family nearby or friends or they're considering hiring a postnatal doula if they don't have the support network is crucial because you know what you what you want to avoid is personal postnatal burnout you don't want to be in, in the stage where you're like oh so tired so exhausted that you're not enjoying being a parent and then what happens is you start to resent you know being a parent because you think oh the fourth trimester just isn't what I thought it was going to be like and it is hard because you know you've got the demands of a newborn and there's you know things that you need to do in the house like chores and meals need to be cooked and as I mentioned earlier if partners and husbands are working you know the mother may not have that support so whether you you know decide to hire a postnatal doula or to have um, family nearby if you're fortunate enough is, is so important. I would say for any parent, don't go it alone. It's not easy. Um, <clears throat> whether you're a new parent or a second time parent, you know, support is key. And sometimes what we don't often think about is how am I going to cope you know, with a new baby or a second child, third child on the way? We don't really kind of put that mental we don't paint that picture in our head of um, how is it going to be you know am I going to survive am I going to mm -hmm. be be able to look after toddler and newborn um you know it's it's so important and I think you know looking after yourself is hard enough as well as looking after a new baby 
and um, lining up support before baby arrives is I say if you've got that in then you know you're you're halfway through the fourth trimester already so um yeah you're it just enables you that time to not worry about you know the small things like oh chores need doing um how's how's feeding going to work out for me and my baby especially if a mother chooses to exclusively breastfeed and um you know it's sleep deprivation is on the cards you know your new babies don't sleep very much and they need feeding around the clock so it's how are you going to cope in the day if you're not getting that sleep in the night are you going to be able to to get up and get on with the day by looking after a toddler and a baby and doing everything else in the house this is um exactly you know what i mean in terms of thinking about and considering postnatal support because it's it's not easy and i'm speaking from experience it is something that you know needs to to be considered very very carefully and um yeah it's sometimes you just have to think about you know, how can I plan beforehand and, you know, have this, you know, that there is help out there and, you know, parents need to reach out for it. Yeah, definitely. I th- and I think the biggest thing is, actually I've got quite a lot to say here, I'll break it down a little bit. One is um, knowing where to look for that support, I think, mm. like knowing that there is support out there because once you've had had your baby the check-ins with your doctor or your um health visitor or they do get I know especially I'll come and talk about COVID in a second because I I don't think we can do a podcast episode with such as this without mentioning it um but where to look for that support but there is support out there there's breastfeeding support bottle feeding support and there's the Lesh League Henry that provide free breastfeeding support there's lactation consultants um there's uh, again there are sleep consultants out there such as um I'm a sleep consultant myself but there are other sleep, lots and lots of sleep consultants out there but from a sleep side I'm always very honest and upfront that their sleep deprivation is to be expected in the first few weeks because your, your baby is born naturally nocturnal so there is support like sleep support out there making sure that I've got a whole other podcast episode on this I'll go through some bullet points because I think that'll be helpful um from a sleep perspective making sure that they're getting fresh air every day for you and your baby the more fresh hard with winter babies but more for the um lots of fresh air can really help with um the sleep system um keeping it loud and like like continue with life so keep it bright and noisy during the day and then at night time um keeping it calm and quiet it's always okay to meet their needs at night time very slowly supporting them to um, learn the difference between night and day but again by the time they're eight to ten weeks give or take most babies have sussed that out for themselves I honestly wouldn't worry about too too much at this stage about setting up naps because again every newborn baby is born naturally nocturnal it's very difficult to get them it's just harder to get them into a routine when we're going against we're trying to battle their biology but noting down when they're tired during the day and and finding a a, them at this stage rather than routine can be really helpful and I definitely wouldn't be worrying about bad habits or what's you own back at this stage um with sleep I think that's so important um but yeah I've lost my train of thought with this um I'm going to come back and talk about COVID but yes 
sleep some sleep deprivation is always honest it's not fun that is to be expected in the first few weeks and I think it comes back to what you were saying it does everything is better but it's so hard to see that when you're in the middle of it I think yeah yeah definitely so coming back on two things that I think are really important subjects that I just want to bring up COVID because at the moment um, we are hoping to come out of lockdown come on um, in the next few weeks (laughs) come on I'm so ready for it Um, but it has been I just want to acknowledge that it must have it's just been such a hard time so many people especially new parents in in COVID because they're not that support hasn't been there they might not have been able to see family or be going into um, weighing clinics which sounds really basic but just seeing other mums and being around other new parents other new mums and other new babies as well I think it's really important even if it's really brief that hasn't been going on um so as I said I'm really hoping I mean I'm not a COVID expert at all but I'm really hoping that that is starting to move forward but any advice around the lockdown situation for new parents I think um what what I would suggest is um you know still you know do get out there and um obviously safely you know whether it's meeting up with you know friends as you can you can still social distance it's so important to have some sanity um and also just speak to like-minded parents friends with children that can share you know similar views or or concerns and it's just at a time like this and people just you know feel so entrapped that they're they're not going to receive the support that they should be getting but in actual fact there's nothing to stop you you know from getting that support obviously we do that within all you know good means of being safe but um you still you know you need to kind of get as much support as you can um because we've seen cases or I've I've heard at least you know mothers are falling into postnatal depression fathers also experience the same and you can end up in that cycle easily it's day-to-day same old you're not getting out you're not seeing people you're not having conversations and um, you know you're just not having anyone to speak to and to listen to any parenting concerns and support is so crucial you know whether it's a pandemic or not there's health visitors and midwives and now because of covid and not doing the regular face-to-face visits and it's all on telephone or video consultation and this is the same for breastfeeding support there are a lot of mothers that are needing that support and at the moment face-to-face is um, a no can do so um, it's all everything has resorted to video consultation or conversations over the phone and this it's support but it's just not the same support Mm. so this is why I, I just say that you know, I, I stress the importance of support during the fourth trimester and postnatal period because the last thing you want to do is resent being a parent and, you know, you feel that, you know, your emotions are getting, you know, too, you're, you're feeling low or you're just kind of getting too kind of caught up in the whole cycle of feed, sleep, change and you just feel 
some mums do say that they feel like robots mm. and it's it is it's difficult so you know getting out there and slowly things are starting to change and we will be coming out of lockdown so you know get out you know go to mum you know mum and baby classes and groups socialize with you know with other people and um you know share the same stories and yeah um, yeah and do communicate i would i would say if you have you know concerns your partner husband is there share those concerns you know it's mm. don't feel that you have to do this alone parenting is not you know you don't have to do it alone it's not a, a solo thing you you know it's just it's important to you know speak up and and say what's on your mind and and how is and how can you you know feel supported you know mm. it's so important that you know support is received in the fourth trimester yeah. otherwise you know mothers will end up feeling low things like we want to try and avoid things like postnatal depression baby blues and postnatal burnout you know it's you want to enjoy your baby as much as you can and, and have fun and I think the biggest thing is here as well all parents should remember that nobody is perfect and there is no one size fits all you know as a parent you should just feel guided by your baby do what's best for you and your family and don't see it as a competition you know there's you know comparing yourself to other families you know it's it's not the way it should be you know we're all in this together as parents and we can learn a lot from each other and uh, yeah it's absolutely key that um support is received so please anyone who's listening to this don't go it alone get support yeah. you know, speak out yeah and that doesn't necessarily i completely completely agree with you support is so crucial at any mm-hmm. stage especially in the first few weeks and there's something really powerful about sharing being heard I think is so important for new parents and sharing those stories I think it's something very powerful in sharing stories and I, I, I couldn't agree more with the support it's if if you are I know that um not everybody is in a financial position to be able to get support to for, for whatever support that is sleep consultants night nannies postnatal doula breastfeeding I think there's so much free stuff out there now that can that can help but I completely agree um to keep talking and keep sharing and talking to your friends and family I think coming out of lockdown I'm going to imagine that there's going to be quite a few um nervous parents like worried about taking their babies out and I don't want this to turn into a massive covid round but doing it like when you feel ready doing it safely and if that isn't possible reaching out there is support out there online Uh, there is free support out there and there is support online as well I think that's really important out there yeah yeah support is available and there's no pressure there's no rush I mean parents should you know get get out there once they feel that they're ready and you know take precautions it's all about being safe but also it's all about being sane at the same time I totally agree and just even getting out for 10-15 minutes heck even just sitting on the balcony by window it makes such a difference doesn't it absolutely and the sun's beaming today and it's just like would you rather be cooped up indoors or would you go out for a walk a stroll 
you know it does so much for the soul you know no oh, one definitely does. even just smiling at a stranger yeah. lifts you yeah. absolutely just being seen and heard I think it's it's so important but I did think they would do really important things I wanted to mention briefly was COVID um I do try and avoid talking about about it but I think in this case I really did I really wanted to mention it and then also just the financial side I know that um some parents just not in a financial position to get support um but so it's important for me to know that to let them know that there is other ways of getting support out there online calling your friends and family having a chat even such a small, just a tiny thing can make a really big difference. Yeah, and there's lots and of useful resources um, available. And as you mentioned, the breastfeeding organisations earlier on. Um, there yeah. are so many other um, and organisations that offer the support, whether it, you're, you know, you're a mother of twins or you may be feeling postnatal blues or postnatal depression kicking in. There is so much information out there, a lot of resources, and um, yeah, it's reaching out if you need that. And to keep on talking. One thing that I did want to ask you, did you have a, I know I'm going to put in the show, in the links, the Shark Time Talk today, the show notes, I'm going to put in a link to the Lalesh League, Henry, the other um uh, amazing and an amazing wealth of free and paid breastfeeding support is um maria betsworth from um milk making mama i'll put her in the show notes as well there was some you mentioned somewhere else that was doing support um you, you just mentioned i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna ask her and i'll put that in the links as well the breastfeeding related yeah um, I have to, yeah, I have to think back. So yeah, I mean, those are the main. The Shaley, Henry. There's the breastfeeding network as well. Yeah, and they offer support. And um, th there is, there are quite a lot of um, organisations out there. I'd, I'd say, you know, if you're unsure as well, you know, look online. That's the first step. Health visitors have that information to pass on to as well in terms of support in the area um, with breastfeeding and um, yeah it's keeping up to date with with what's out there yeah no definitely um, I know what it was if you are if a, a, a new parent is listening to this and they are worried about their mood their low mood they're worried about postnatal anxiety or depression is there where where's the first port of call for support for that so <clears throat> i think what i would say is getting in touch with the gp or health visitor and let, letting them know how you're feeling usually um the health visitor would would um you know discover or would identify if there's any postnatal depression or potential postnatal depression and um yeah then the uh, health visitor would advise getting um, seen to by a GP to get you that support quickly. But um, And also doulas do pick up on this as well. And this is where doulas support and signpost onto um, yeah, doctors, specialists who can help. 
and yeah. postnatal depression. Yeah. Um, it doesn't always mean that the mother has postnatal depression. It's normal the first few days that the mother might be feeling low, and that will all, all you know, it's all to do with the milk coming in, the oxytocin rush, and it's, um, yeah, we shouldn't be too judged to quick, but, you know, to, you know, shouldn't make a, a stamp on it and say, oh, mother's depressed, no. Um, it's just, yeah, seeing how the mother is, is feeling, she might be feeling low, but if it is kind of getting to a stage where she may be suffering from postnatal depression, then a health visitor or GP visit is, is key. Yeah. That's the point. That's really useful to know to signpost them to there. Mm -hmm. And then finally, this has been so helpful, so super helpful. And I really hope listeners find it helpful too. But tell us just a little bit more about what you do and how a postnatal doula works. Okay, so um, I support families in the fourth trimester and emotional support is the very foundation of what I provide. Um, I offer practical and informational support. So if the mother needs, you know, help um, with um, feeding, I support feeding, whether it's breast or bottle feeding. Um, I'm still um, undergoing training in breastfeeding and I hope to kind of, you know, increase or expand my skill set around breastfeeding to help more mothers and to encourage it. And um, yeah, it's things like um, offer, you know, offering a listening ear if the mother has concerns I would sit and listen to anything that's, you know, worrying her. She may choose to share her birth story with me, which is usually um, what, you know, mothers can like to do or may not choose to do. And it's nice kind of hearing it from a perspective, especially if it's a birth that's gone quite well. And, um, yeah, I offer hands-on support to um, if she needs things like light housework doing whether it's vacuuming, loading the dishwasher, or putting a wash on, I'm happy to do those things. Any how, any way that I can take the load off is is you know pretty much how I would support the mother. And I'm also a big fan of cooking, so I love and really believe um, rest and recuperation starts with you know nutrition and nourishing the mother. So preparing her meals and offering her snacks and my um, big snacks that I like to see mothers eat are nuts and dates if they don't have any allergies because it's great for milk supply and um, it's also making sure mother is hydrated so making sure she has a lot of fluids to drink and um, yeah if she needs a rest and she just wants to shower I'm happy to take the baby or the babies and um, let her have that sleep while I look after the, the baby lovely job <laughs> sounds amazing and I think those I think sometimes we can really underestimate how those really small things can make a really big difference to somebody like getting your meals prepped or just taking care of everything else that you don't need to think about so you can focus on getting to know your baby bonding getting feeding established yeah I mean, looking back at it, I really wished I had a postnatal doula. Um, well, I'd definitely be hiring you, Mona. <laughs> <laughs> Not an announcement, by the way, for anybody listening. Not an announcement. Um, um, but yeah, I would definitely, I, I just, I, I, I don't know if you know my background, but I've been working and supporting parents for 
20 years now, over 20 years, it, it, it's frightening. And I know how important that support is. And not necessarily, again, doesn't have to be, you know, for a long time. It doesn't even have to be paid support, but I just know how important to feel support, how important it is to feel supported when going through a big change. So yeah, I would be all for that, all for that. And I really like that, again every parent every new mum new dad is completely different some some mums do just want to keep their baby close and that's normal I think a lot of what comes up quite a lot for me in practice in the first few months is that they don't want to um like people will say oh hand me your baby you go and rest or you go and sleep and I'll hold your baby and for some fact some mums they are all over that and that works for them but some don't necessarily want to they don't want to miss anything they're there all the time and might not want to um, baby out of their arms and again that's completely normal I really love that practical side of things paying bills cooking I'm going to come and cook for me um <laughs> that is my dream is somebody cooking all my meals for me ha- doing <laughs> putting on a load of laundry sleeping uh, sleeping on the floor sweeping the floor going to the post office like these things are, I just think are really important yeah just small errands and, and mm. you know taking that load and not having to worry about oh I need to do this I need to do that yeah want to really just rest and catch up on as much sleep as you can as possible because I always stress that you're on night duty so you need that rest yeah <clears throat> it's just yeah it, it's important to to take time out for yourself as well it's the only way you'll feel kind of fully rested mm. and um yeah there are um i wanted to add as well um doula postnatal doulas can be found on doula directories you know such as doula uk or find my doula so if any parents are thinking about hiring a postnatal doula i would say that's the best place to start looking and um yeah and usually what will happen is if you decide to hire a postnatal doula, a postnatal planning session will be set up. And this usually gives the doula an opportunity to visit the family for the first time. And conversation may include things like getting to know the family and the siblings and understanding the mother's needs. And uh, the mother may want to talk about um, nutrition, recovery and the sort of help that she needs. Um, that will be required yeah amazing so and you know what I'm really picking up from this it's just it's a really holistic way of looking at the fourth trimester mm-hmm. yeah you're, you're looking at family unit as a whole mum other parent if there's another parent and also baby yeah yeah it's it's that complete holistic approach as you say which I think is really, which is, I think is really important. Oh, it's been so, that's gone so quickly, Mona. It's been so, so lovely talking to you. I've definitely learned so much, as I've said. Any new parents or parents-to-be um, will have found it really useful. Any last parting pearl of wisdom before we, we part ways for now? Um, just to say that um, if, you know, there are any new parents out there or second-time parents, um, just remember that nobody is perfect you're all doing a fabulous job do get support if you need it it's available it's out there no one should go it alone 
and um, yeah, and just to enjoy the fourth trimester as much as you can and know it's hard, but it is an amazing special time and it goes so quickly in mm-hmm. a blink of an eye. <laughs> and um, yeah, just uh, to say also thank you to you, Kerry, for inviting me today. I'm absolutely um, honoured to be speaking with you today and it's been so, so interesting. No, it's been really lovely. We're both, we both want the same thing for parents. Yeah. We both want them to know, to feel supported, to feel empowered, to feel that they, they matter as well. I think that's so important. And yeah, just making the, the, the most of the first three months. Super. Thank you so much, Mona, for coming and speaking with me. I will also pop your Instagram and handle and your website in the show notes if people are looking to find out more about you. And thank you very much for coming on and talking. Thank you. Thank you very much for today. You're very welcome. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to me, your host, Kerry Secker, on the Carrot Out Sleep Show. I really hope you found this podcast episode reassuring informative but most importantly it helps you and your small to a more settled night's sleep the caring way if you did please don't forget to subscribe to the show below leave me some feedback or share it with a parent pal i love hearing that you love listening my next podcast episode will be available in two weeks time but if you really can't wait that long please come and find me over on instagram at care out sleep consultant i update my sleep squares and speak about sleep there on the daily big love and sleep solidarity until next time